For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is former Houston Rocket player Joaquin Hawkins with Cody Davis, and we are the hosts of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Before we get started, we want to tell you guys about Aurora NutriScience. It's a health and nutrition product that helps you get the vitamins needed for a healthy lifestyle. These are three of the vitamins that I currently take. Exoflex. It's supposed to help out with joint pain. Curcumin works like Advil and it's good for inflammation. And vitamin D3 improves overall health and assists with strong bones and teeth. To try these products and more from Aurora NutriScience, go to VivaLifeScience.com and use the promo code ROCKETS for a 10% discount at checkout. Again, go to VivaLifeScience.com and use the promo code ROCKETS for a 10% discount at checkout. Two left to play, and there's Wall down the lane again for two. Leaning three again. Oh, the T-ball buries it. Drops it to Wood. Oh, and he slams it home. And we are back once again with another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, credential reporter for SB Nation, covering the Houston Rockets, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. Former Houston Rocket player, Joaquin Hawkins. CD, CD, CD. What's going on with our Rockets, man? It's a lot to talk about. Yes, sir. There's a lot to talk about when you're talking about these Houston Rockets. But, of course, before we get into everything, I do want to remind everyone to please subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. The Rockets are now riding a seven-game losing streak, their longest since the 2013 season, which was James Harden's first year as a Houston Rocket. And hopefully they can end their losing streak tonight when they take on the Chicago Bulls inside the Toyota Center. And, of course, due to the winter storm this is going to be their first game since the loss against the philadelphia 76ers last wednesday and the rockets have a lot of things going on right now in addition to trying to end a seven game losing streak there are rumors surrounding demarcus cousins that he will no longer be a part of the organization as time moves on so on today's show hawk and i will discuss cousins potential departure and what this means for the houston rockets moving forward Plus, we're going to dive into other players who might be on the move, like P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo. But before jumping into that, I got to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. The Super Bowl may be over, and with the NBA standings starting to take shape and March Madness is a near month away, the sports world can still be a place that can help you add money to your bank account. And you can do that by going to BetOnline.ag, which is the best place and only place to lock it in. From game sprays and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager more than any other place online. And there is always an online casino as well. It never closes. So head on over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is BetOnline.ag. 
Sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So as I mentioned, the Houston Rockets and the Marcus Cousins are on the verge of a divorce, as first reported by Shams of the Athletic on Saturday. And Cousins' pending departure came just days after the Rockets announced that they would guarantee his contract for the rest of the season. Houston will work closely with Cousins in an attempt to trade him to a team of his choice, which mostly nine times out of 10 is going to be a contender. And as of right now, it seems like the Los Angeles Lakers, especially due to the fact that Anthony Davis is expected to miss a good chunk of the season due to his Achilles injury. It seems like the Lakers are positioning themselves to go after DeMarcus Cousins. Now, following yesterday's practice, Steven Silas actually took time to address the rumors surrounding DeMarcus Cousins and his potential departure from the team. And this is what he had to say. Stephen, Jamarcus has obviously started ever since Christian got hurt. Why would it make sense to move on from him? Um, he's gonna. He's here at practice. He's here for tomorrow's game and moving forward. I know there's rumors out there as to what's kind of coming ahead, but those are just rumors at this point. Hawk and listeners. Steven Silas might call it rumors. I understand that, but at the end of the day, and Hawk, I'm pretty sure you could agree with this as well. I'm under the belief where there's smoke, there's fire. And while I am a little bit disappointed by the news that we have came to this point so soon, talking about the departure of DeMarcus Cousins in Houston, I'm not surprised by it. Because although he had a few moments throughout the season that gave us a little hope that he can actually work in Houston, the way Steven Silas envisioned his team playing Cousins always felt a little bit out of place on the court. First and foremost, Steven Silas wants to play at a faster pace. And when DeMarcus Cousins is out there on the court, the team has to slow the game down. For example, Steven Silas's main lineup of John Wall, Victor Oladipo, P.J. Tucker, and Christian Wood has an average pace of 105.2 while shooting 45% from the field, 36 from behind the arc. Now take that same lineup and just replace Woods with Cousins. And in that same lineup, Houston's pace decreased to 101, and their shooting drops to 41% from the field, 23.1% from behind the arc. And in addition to slowing the game down with DeMarcus Cousins, you can also claim that DeMarcus is also a liability on defense. Silas's defense heavily revolves around switching and being able to guard positions one through five. DeMarcus Cousins cannot do that at all. First of all, he's a step slow and his lateral quickness is not quick enough to stay in front of guys. And every time there is a switch and DeMarcus Cousins is on a guard, nine times out of 10, that play is going to result in an easy layup for the Rockets opponents. And I mentioned this several times here on this show. Go back and take a look at the game against the Sacramento Kings and watch every time DeMarcus Cousins was on the court, the Kings will switch and he will be matched up with De'Aaron Fox. And we're talking about the fastest, if not the second fastest guy in the league being guarded by DeMarcus Cousins. And every single time the Kings were able to exploit that defensive mistake, it resulted in an easy basket for Fox. Well, I'm, I'm going to start with just the, the seven game losing streak that the Rockets have had. Uh, I'm looking at teams that they play that was either right around 500 or below 500. That those are those are must-win games. Uh, Washington they they lost by 11. Uh, the Knicks I think they beat them by 20. Uh, Pelicans I think they man they smashed them. I think they lost by like 29. Uh, and the Hawks 
uh, those are teams that you got to find a way uh, to, I mean, at least have the game to be competitive, but those are just must-win games. And so, you know, that that's where uh, their deficiencies start, is that you got to be able to win games that you really do need. Um, the fact that Woods has been hurt, obviously that's been a, a key factor of, of why they haven't had as much success. Uh, with, with the Cousins, I mean, again, as you said, man, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, He's coming back from an injury that a lot of players don't come back or they, they're not the same. He's been able to show some productivity uh, since he's been back. But uh, the NBA is always evolving. I mean, look, look what the Nets have done um, what, by getting James Harding. So I think Silas uh, and the Rockets are starting to see the, the writing on the wall. Um, I really hope that, you know, Cousins can stay, but it really looks more likely that he would be departing just so that they can get a key element to help them have some more versatility. So uh, it's been unfortunate, man. It's been it's been a good way for the the Rockets to, to start this season. Um, you know, having a, a player like Demarcus, but I think at the end of the day, you know, again the NBA is evolving. They got to be able to find a, a player or two uh, to keep their versatility so that they can compete a little bit better. And Hawk, I do want to say at the end of the day, it sucks because most of the struggles that we are seeing from DeMarcus Cousins is basically due to the fact that this man has dealt with a plethora of injuries over the past couple of years, and it has derailed his on-court productivity. Cousins has never been a great defensive player, but he was at least solid back in his heyday. Plus, anything that he lacked defensively, Cousins made up for it in other areas of the games because during his time with the Sacramento Kings and the New Orleans Pelicans, he was giving you 25 and 15 on the nightly basis. He's no longer giving a team that, which means he has basically now become a little bit unplayable. And it's sad because it's really not his fault. Sham also credited DeMarcus Cousins' potential departure due to Steven Silas's desire to play smaller, which means another run at small ball. And Hawk and listeners, I hate this move. I understand with Christian Wood, I don't think this will be going all out for small ball like we saw last year, but I'm hoping the Rockets are not trying to go a second round with this experience. I hated it last year, and in my opinion, I believe that that was part of the reason why the Rockets did not look good in the playoffs. If Steven Silas wants to play smaller and have more of a small ball approach, I'm not too sure how the Rockets are going to be successful with it this year. Because, look, last year I hated it. But at the end of the day, you did have James Harden and Russell Westbrook out there on the court. So any given day, unless the time that you was playing against the Lakers, you automatically had two of the best players on the court on your side. Harden and Westbrook are not walking through that door for the Houston Rockets anymore. I get it. I understand the analytics. I understand you want to play smaller and all this other good stuff. But, Hawk, you could test it as more than I can. There's no way in hell you can expect to win basketball games when you're – this is basketball, a game that is basically built off of the height of players. There is no way in hell you are able to win basketball games without having a center on the court. Even if he's not on the court as much, you got to have him on your roster. Uh, I agree uh, to a certain standpoint. Uh, it seems like the, the type of coach that Silas is, he doesn't want DeMarcus to be unhappy. He doesn't want him to be on the team and not playing as much. So I, I think internally, 
you know, that is always going to be in their mind. You know, we want to make DeMarcus happy. He's been professional since he's been here. Um, we know once Woods come back, he won't be able to play as much. So I, I, I think they're really trying to do um, DeMarcus a, a favor uh, so that if it does come to that point where Woods is back 100%, and, and now, you know, Woods is playing, you know, almost the whole game and DeMarcus is not playing as much, uh, I, I think they're really looking not only at that, but also looking at their future. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming more obvious that they're not going to be a continue. They're not going to be continuing for the championship this coming up year, uh, which is okay. We, we know that they had a, a rough start with, um, with James Harden uh, departing. So I, I think they are starting to look a little bit more toward the future. And that future, it, 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 could, it could contain, you know, some other players that maybe are, let's just say, maybe not as experienced as DeMarcus. Um, where they can kind of develop those players, um, but if they can get a big, that's a that's a versatile big to go along with Woods. They can have some success in the near future. But I think the the Rockets and, and Solace are really starting to look at the future a little bit more. And I get it, but at the same time, I'm just not too sure how much Stephen Solace wants to have a big on the floor. I just don't want to see the Rockets go down the same path that basically caused them destruction last year. And that is this stupid small ball experience. And yes, I'm saying stupid small ball experience because I cannot stand this move. It didn't work last year. It's not going to work this year. However, you did mention something, Hog, that I do want to talk about a little bit going into the next segment. And that's talking about the potential departure of P.J. Tucker. You mentioned that the Rockets are looking at the future. You mentioned that the Rockets are interested in getting um, some younger talent back. And that is exactly why we might see the departure of P.J. Tucker before the March 25th trade deadline. And look, P.J. Tucker, 35, basically been the heart and soul of this Rockets team ever since he stepped foot in the Rockets jersey in 2018. And we all know there was a lot of speculation surrounding Tucker's future with the team now because he is basically up for a contract extension. He's on the last year of his deal. The Rockets seem like they don't want to grant him an extension. And it's understandable why, because why would you grant an extension to PJ Tucker when he's 35 and you're trying to get younger? But with that being said, the Rockets do not want to release him and buy him out his contract. They are hoping to trade him. And there are a couple teams out there who have their eyes set on P.J. Tucker. Of course, they're all contenders like the Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks. And of course, he gets to be reunited with one of his best friends, James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. So I like that the Rockets are going for younger talent, going for younger players. But Hawk, my only concern about this is if they move on from DeMarcus Cousins, if they move on from P.J. Tucker, you bring these young, promising players in, that lets me know that, A, the Rockets are going into a full rebuild, and, B, what is next for guys like Victor Oladipo and John Wall? Because those guys have been great, especially John Wall. I know Victor Oladipo been struggling, and he's basically still questionable with this foot injury, but... I'm pretty sure those guys, especially Wall, do not want to be a part of a rebuild. That's going to be the next problem. Do you depart from John Wall and Victor Oladipo now? Um, do you risk losing Oladipo in free agency? You know, there's a lot of rumors out there speculating how long he's going to play with the Rockets. And, of course, like I just mentioned, the John Wall side of things. I mean, John Wall is in his early 30s. He wants to compete for a championship. He wants to play at least for a playoff caliber team. 
is this just a year where John Wall is using the Rockets and the Rockets using Wall as a way to boost up his trade value? And then I don't think we're going to see the departure of John Wall before the trade deadline, but come next offseason, two years left on his deal, he's proven that he is just just as good, if not better, than the player he was prior to his two-year hiatus. Where are the Houston Rockets going to go with those two guys? Well, I, I think you you said it all of the above, um, and, and it's, it's 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 part of of being a professional athlete in the NBA is that you have to be able to take advantage of every opportunity because you know it's only so many, so so long a team can go a certain way, and I think right now the Rockets are starting to think a little bit more about the future. Um, I'm sure when it gets to the end of the season um, or next season, you know John Wall and um, all these other guys that has have have contract extensions coming up, they're going to start thinking about their future as well. Um, as we know, the NBA, they, they will trade you. They will trade you in a minute. If it's, if it's a time for them to get better, if it's going to make their roster more competitive, they're going to do that. And so I, I think what you said, again, all of the above, it, it's going to be a time where the, the Rockets and, and these players are going to, have to start thinking about more what's the best um, for their own interest. And, you know, that's that's where we're at now with, with the Rockets. And um, right now, I think the key is, for one, for them to get out of this seven-game losing streak. And, you know, with DeMarcus possibly uh, departing, um, it could be a silver lining in their near future where, again, they're getting a player that can uh, not only can compete, but they can go along with Silas's, uh his style of play. So... Um, it's, ine- it's, it's inevitable. I mean, it's, it's not a perfect situation for anybody. And, you know, with the Rockets and their time of, of the, the ups and downs they had this, this season, you know, it's that, that for me, I just think it is that time to uh, start thinking about the, the future and how you can have more consistency uh, as a team. And hopefully the Houston Rockets can end their seven-game losing streak tonight when they take on the 13-16 and 16 Chicago Bulls. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am a little bit nervous, and I really don't know how this is going to work for the Rockets because the same reason why they lost to the Bulls a couple weeks ago is the same reason why they might lose to the Bulls tonight. And that reason is just not having enough healthy bodies. Of course, when they played against the Chicago Bulls a couple weeks ago and they lost inside the United Center, it was Victor Oladipo's debut, which was very good, by the way. And But it came just a couple days after the blockbuster trade that sent James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. They did not have John Wall for that game. And anytime John Wall is not on the court for the Rockets, you can see the struggles. John Wall is here, but Christian Wood is still out. Victor Oladipo is doubtful for tonight's game. And P.J. Tucker is also questionable. So... Once again, if those three guys are not on the court, I'm not sure that the Rockets are going to have enough to beat the Bulls. Zach Levine is playing some of the best basketball in the league today, averaging 29 and a half points per game while shooting 51% from the field, 41% from behind the arc. And during the Chicago Bulls last outing, the Bulls recorded a 122-114 victory over the Sacramento Kings, a game in which Levine scored a game-high 38 points while connecting on 15 out of 20 shots from the field. And for anyone out there to fully understand what type of tear Zach Levine is on, over the last 10 games, Zach Levine is averaging 31 points. 
and he has become the first Chicago Bull player to do that since, you guessed it, the great, the one and only Michael Jordan to average 30 points per game over a 10-game span. And speaking of Michael Jordan, Hawk, I want to bring up a topic, something that I wanted to do last week, but of course, with the snowstorm and everything, we never had an opportunity to do so. You actually had your best game of your career against Michael Jordan. Now, of course, I do have to put a disclaimer out there. This wasn't Michael Jordan who was playing with the Chicago Bulls. This was the Michael Jordan who was playing with the Washington Wizards. I got to go back. November 22nd, 2002, you led the Houston Rockets to a 93-86 victory over Jordan and the Wizards. Hulk, can you please tell the listeners what do you remember about that game? Whoo, ah, man, what can, what, what can I say? First of all, I, I still, I know you love Kobe, man. I'm a, I'm a big Kobe fan still. Yes, sir. Rest in peace, KB. Uh, but during that time, Jordan was my GOAT. And for me to walk on the court to see number 23 with the Michael Jordan shoes on, the big baggy shorts, uh, uh, just the, the, the ball head, you know, that, that's, that's MJ. And, you know, it's always been a dream of mine. Um, even if I didn't play against him, I just want to be in his presence. So you can imagine for me to be on the court with one of the greatest that ever have done it, it, it was, man, it, it was so surreal. And I was so hyped, though, man. Oh, I was I was so hyped. And you know, training camp, we were just finishing uh, training camp, and I don't even think I got the nod that I made the team yet. So I'm still thinking I'm fighting for playing time. I'm I'm, I'm fighting for a roster spot. And I just remember um, Rudy gave me the opportunity. I took the opportunity that he gave me and made it the best that I could. And from playing offense, from I remember Jordan guarding me uh, allowing me to shoot because again i'm a no-name rookie they don't know who i am and him allowing me to to shoot the ball i'm like oh i'm, I'm about to show you i don't care you are one of the greatest um and so um katina moby didn't play that game i think uh Kevin cato didn't play that game so i knew that you know this was one opportunity i had to take advantage of and uh, I, I did it you know and only we ended up winning the game but uh, i had my career high i think i had 14 points Seven rebounds, five assists, a couple of steals, and uh, and almost played the whole game. So that that was definitely one of my, my highlights of my career. And, and to say that I had more points than Michael Jordan, that's that's my claim to fame. But I still think he's one of the greatest. <laughs> uh, but it was it was definitely something that I will never forget. Michael Jordan only had eight points that game. Oh. In thirty minutes. I wouldn't I wouldn't gonna say that, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you mentioned. You had more points than Michael Jordan, so it was only fair to put that out there. Congratulations, Hawk. You scored more points than Michael Jordan on November 22nd, 2002, something nobody cannot take away from you. And I'm hoping Michael Jordan do not hear this because he's going to come back. He's going to find you. He's going to play one-on-one. He's going to dominate you. And then in the press conference, he's going to say that he took it personal, just like we saw on the last dance. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready, MJ. Just tell me the time and place. I'm near. And also that game, I do want to mention um, Steve Francis because yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, Steve Francis. What do you remember about him being your teammate? How much did Steve Francis actually help you during your time with the Houston Rockets? Man, franchise, man. It, it, it was just his aura of 
him having confidence. Um, he didn't never made me feel uncomfortable. I mean, he's a superstar at, during that time. You know, one of the top point guards in the NBA. Um, I think he'll be one of the top 50 of all time uh, in my eyes. So just to have his confidence and and how he, um, you know, mentored me on and off the court and, and just made me feel a part of of the organization. Um, that was big for me because I again I've always seen him play. I've always uh, admired his game and, and always thought that he was just one of the top point guards. And to, to have that confidence going to every game, practicing against him, um, learning from you know the things that he did on the court, uh, it just made my, my time in Houston the best. And, um, and always shout out to, to Steve Francis and, and everything he's done for me while I was with, with the Rockets. And um, you know it's always one of my, my favorite teammates that I've always had a chance to play with. Once again, shout out to Steve Francis, one of my favorite players of all time, my second favorite Rocket player of all time, only trailing Tracy McGrady. You had an opportunity to play against him. I had an opportunity to watch him in my younger days when I was falling in love with the game of basketball. And, oh, my God, Francis was amazing. And the hops that he had, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I always says if it wasn't for him in a dunk contest with Vince Carter, that man would have been a slam dunk champion. I agree. I agree. Uh, this Steve is just, just in general, um, I think he's like 6'3", if that, 6'2". <laughs> he's listed as 6'3", but everyone I talked to and met um, and actually had an opportunity to meet him says he's nowhere 6'3". <laughs> Not at all, but his, his quickness, his, man, again, he was just, the fire to succeed, man, it, it was just amazing to see him be fearless um going against you know ai obviously jordan during that time and some of the other best players in the nba and it was just again it inspired me going into the rocket camp you know i've never i've never been around players like that uh, and so when i was able to to actually be on the court with him and gain his trust and and see and you know seeing in, in person what was needed to 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 have some success at that league on in the league um it was a dream that came true having him Coutinho. Uh, Muchi Norris, I mean, all those guys, they really helped me uh, during my time with the Rockets. And uh, once again, before we leave out, I do want to mention this when talking about Steve Francis. I credit him along with Allen Iverson and Baron Davis as the three point guards who basically changed the position. And I, and I wrote about this one day last year. It might have been for his birthday last year that when when you take a look at guys like Damian Lillard, when you take a look at, look at guys like Russell Westbrook, before Stevie Franchise and, and Baron Davis and Allen Iverson, point guards wasn't that explosive. Point guards wasn't scoring at the rate these guys were. So the fact that he actually helped usher in a new era of point guards says a lot about the player that Steve Francis was. And that is part of the reason why. I know a lot of people might not agree with me, but that's part of the reason why. Because he helped usher in this new era of point guards that we are seeing, and a lot of this came from him. It's part of the reason why I consider him one of the best players of all time, regardless how the way his career ended. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. You can also go follow me, Joaquin Hawkins, at... Coach Hawk 247 on IG. That is Coach Hawk 
247 as well as Joaquin Hawkins on Facebook. And please remember, everyone, to please subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.